Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Um, We're delighted to be back because it feels like a while since it's just been the two of us just having a chat through things. So um, thank you for joining us. And today I'd just like to say a real big congratulations to Kate because she has just qualified uh, as a coach. And so today we wanted to kind of just highlight her skill set really and sort of uh, talk, to, talk to you about uh, what coaching is and how it's kind of uh, made an impact on our sobriety journey you know and it, and it, and why coaching is becoming a real thing within the kind of recovery conversation um, in terms of yeah moving on from white knuckling it and from um, willpower to really sort of setting goals, transformation, and, um, yeah, creating a life that you love sober, which is really what we're about, essentially. Um, So before we start, I just want to check in and say hi. So hi, Kate. Hello. Um, I like the transparency of highlighting my skill set. It's nice (laughs) to get that out there. (laughs) I might be a bit echoey today because I'm... um, in somebody else's house because our wi-fi it was one of those really weird things where i was like oh, okay i'm a bit tired i think i need a bit of a break and then the wi-fi went and it's gone down for a whole week so yeah. that was quite synchronistic wasn't it um yeah so so i'm i'm all right uh, we did try and do this yesterday um and i was literally driving around in the rain trying to find a hot spot where we could talk and we were like no this pigeon just flew over no i'm sorry there's a truck and it was like no like, right okay so um yeah so um i'm all right i'm a bit more settled than i was yesterday and it's really nice to see you and have a chat how yeah. about you how are you yeah i'm i'm good um we are in a heat wave over here, so it's like I think it's about thirty-five degrees outside, and going to go up to about thirty-eight oh today, gosh. which is just crazy today and and tomorrow. Um, yeah, so but I'm good. Um, yeah, busy, but mm. lots of lots of stuff. I kind of feel like it's like you know when it's just before the beginning of the summer holidays, and then you realise the summer holidays, or let's say temporary school closure as it really is is just about to hit and it's yeah. like oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brace just, brace my, it was like yesterday <laughs> she's like yeah so I finish uh Wednesday it's like sorry what pardon it's like yeah I finish on Wednesday because like the you know because she's in secondary school so it's like they've got exams so either we can just kind of hang out and play board games for like a week and a half or like I can just uh finish so I, I'm finishing <laughs> so um could we can you not go and play ball games mm. at school like I kind of need another week and a half I'm not quite ready but she's you know she's very sort of she has her phone I mean basically <laughs> Yeah. Modern parenting. So she's fine, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, she's a good girl. But, yeah, it is. It, is, it does feel like everything's just going to hit in a moment and, like, I'm still mm. going to be working and not getting paid. But that's fine, at, you know, as, mm. as is life. But working full time and the kids being off. So, yeah. Do you know what I heard myself say? You've just reminded me because I was talking to my husband about we were, in fact, doing a bit of family coaching yesterday about 
what what we would like for the next year in terms of um, sun and schooling and stuff um, because you know obviously I've talked a little bit about that about um, things being quite tricky but also we um, we were having a look at the summer as well and when we what we were looking for as work and stuff like this and I heard myself say well I mean, I've got a book to write, but I can do that on the road. So if we are in the van, because we bought this massive camper van when he got when he got redundancy, and I heard myself say those words, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wowzers!" Like, I, if I look back to kind of a few years ago, you know, I wanted to have two children. I wanted to be a writer, and I wanted to be, uh, you know, through the soap journey, like I want to be a coach. I've just qualified, and I was like, "Wow!" You know, I think it's really important to take those moments to just go wow you know I see I see it and I and, and that really made me feel positive and I thought oh I'm gonna like we're gonna go drive down the coast around the coast we're not going well we'll come to see you and then we're gonna go down the Dorset coast towards um Devon um and yeah but I said but I will have to do a bit of work but like I mean mm. <laughs> so that's that's cheering me up yeah definitely yeah but it is that balance isn't it because I mm. think a lot of uh, a lot of mums now you know it is that thing of like okay we 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 have kind of um we were just having a chat before about motherhood weren't mm. we and the kind of pressures and stresses of of modern motherhood and it's like we have because we are chameleons we've sort of transformed this space and we're trying and all women are trying to get this balance life you know balance mm. right and so yeah we have sort of created these careers where we can stay at home and that we can be adaptable and you know for you Mm. like I mean crikey it's like a massive balancing act um to with the situation with your son and everything and then there are those moments though where I just go I I don't take a day I don't take a day off Mm. so it is wicked yeah like brilliant same I'm like okay yeah well yeah then I can you know it's fine I can just write on you know we're writing Mm. a book write on on the beach and then it's like actually <laughs> yeah I'd quite like to be on the beach no I don't I want them to be on the beach and I want me I want to yeah. be writing <laughs> you know part of the, part no, I'm of the reason why I Balance. Kind of, you know I yeah I mean part of the reason why I quit my career do you know what mm. I mean I had a you know a really promising career as a professor in a university you know I just got promoted I had a permanent contract you know I was part of the academia blah 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 and I quit that because someone else was raising my kids Mm. you know like I quit that because when I went down and I realized that I was paying someone to raise my kids I didn't want that you know so anyway it's it's a bloody challenge and then it's like but at the same time it's like but now professionally I don't want to be um frustrated either you know like and I want to do these things but yeah it's it's the the school holidays is is a head it's a mind fuck. The period so of school closure. We, we are with you, ladies and gentlemen, that are parents. Well, it, look, it, we'll do. Oh, a, wow. Well, should we do revisit one? Um, you know, a podcast in a couple of weeks, just like looking at that and the practicalities of the period sure. of school closure, because I'm gonna need to kind of get my my fatigues on, shall we say? Yeah. Um because my fatigue will be on 
There you go. See, yeah. see what I did? See what I did? Um, yeah, so we will have a look at that, those strategies, because, um, yeah, I mean, and the, the heat, the lack of, I mean, what I'm looking at at the moment is around ADHD and, you know, the, the heat and the lack of structure and stuff and the impact that has. So, you know, we are all, like you say, we're juggling, we're juggling, juggling stuff. So, um, yeah. Yours. So that brings us on to, yeah, coaching, which is a technique, mm. you know, a life technique, isn't it? And I think when people start um, training to be coaches, they realize that first you coach yourself until you, before you coach others, basically. Mm. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, your kind of professional sort of. So, yeah, I've just, yeah. sorry, go on. No, no, just to sort of where, what led you to coaching and, you know, what, where, why you've arrived at this point, I guess. Mm. Okay, so I have just, yeah, quite, I've, I did a, a diploma with the uh, Coaching Academy, which is a really fantastic programme, um, which has taken a couple of years. It's like two years of a, worth two years of a degree or something, and I had no idea when I signed up for it that it was. I was like, oh, that looks good, and I like the fact that there were these training days that you, you go on and you get face-to-face tuition, there's mentoring and all the rest of it. So I was like, oh, that looks good. And um, yeah, and it, and it's been fantastic. So um, through the juggle, I've 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 just qualified, which is brilliant. And and the you know I I was very interested in it before with just being on sober forums and writing and everything that I was like piecing together myself was very coachy. It's and and through working with a coach myself, I realised you know I looked into counselling, I looked into certain therapies how that fitted with how I wanted to work with sobriety and and, and knowing it and it just came down to coaching because I love that I love the process which we'll talk about in a minute so I would say I'm a mindset and wellness coach and with a specialism in sober coaching sobriety and you know I hear sort of like confidence coaching as well but I think you see I think that when you start working with your goals and your values and um and and wellness your confidence naturally grows Mm. it is an unavoidable fabulous byproduct of the process so I would say that there's confidence in there but that that's inherent almost um is the way I'd look at that so you talk about values I mean that Mm. How, how does coaching fit with your core values? I mean, that's something that's come to me, I guess. It's like... I think because I like the four... I was... In my journey, I was... I, I've done kind of counselling and therapy back in the day. And I was just aware that there was something in me, you know, because there's a lot of talk about, you know, healing and, and different ways to do it in, in the sober community. And I was aware that where I focus my attention grows. It's like, you know, the grass is greener where you water it kind of idea. And so I found that I just felt a lot better if I was focusing my attention forward. Like, where am I going? Like, what, what, where do I want to be? Because, again, in the early days of sobriety, it is quite, there's a big leap of faith, isn't there? You've got to kind of cast your stone quite far forward and go, right, that, that's where I'm going because now it doesn't feel great. Um, and then kind of work out the steps to do it. So, 
and and then focus on like, well what do I want I don't just want to I didn't want to sit in a dusty room and talk about problems and and talk about how ill I was you know if I was ill I wanted to kind of go this is an amazing choice this is what my badass is going to look like my badass my badass life <laughs> what my badass looks like uh, and um you know, just and to create beautiful dreams and beautiful visions and beautiful pictures. Like it's like, don't we all want to be happy? Don't we all want to thrive? You know. So it was very much this sort of energy to it, which I got when I looked forward mm. rather than looking back. And so that that so when I started exploring coaching, I was like, oh, it is about that. You begin with the end in mind. I think it was who was it, Stephen Covey, who wrote, wrote one of the seminal books, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think it's back in the 80s or early 90s, begin with the end in mind. It's like, where, mm. where, where are you going? Like, what, what do you want? And then you work out your process from that. Um, yeah, so I found it fitted very well with kind of how I was naturally working, I suppose, on what I needed. Yeah, and you said to me, like, when you, um, you know, when you view a client, your, the way that you view a client is someone that is essentially whole and essentially has all the answers, which mm. was something that felt very true to you in terms of your values of how you see people mm. rather than being broken, but being some someone that needs to just ask the right questions. Is, is that what you, you would say? Yeah, I think that's a, a really beautiful thing that really resonated with me. And when I heard it, it lit me up and it made me feel strong. So when I heard in one of my seminars, we assume that people are well, whole and resourceful, that made me immediately feel better. So I had this inkling that if I am viewing other people like they have the answers, they're going to feel better. So Essentially, it's a a very respectful process. Mm. It doesn't put you as an expert. You are just trained in reflective listening um, and to ask questions. Um, and there's other there are other aspects to it. But yeah, essentially, it's like we're fellow travellers. It's your journey. Mm. And how can I listen in? How can I listen in to you? How can I ask the right questions for you to hit on your answers? Because I don't, I'm not your expert. You know, there are mm. things with sobriety. There are things that tips and tools that work. We can read about them in books. We can talk about them on forums. But the coaching process itself is very trauma informed. It's very, like I say, very respectful. And it's kind of gives people the space to go, like, who am I? What do I need? And what's important to me? And then once you tether that, once you tether your why and your values, like what's important in my life to your sobriety, it's like putting a power ball in the machine because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, look, no one's telling me. It's not because I have to. It's not because I feel guilty. It's not coming from a place of a stick beating me. It's coming from a place of I'm this is this is where I want to go and this is how this makes all sense to me yeah because yeah, we talk like I mean people might have seen the sort of you know setting intentions or there's mm. quite a lot of language that's being used in kind of sobriety circles which essentially comes from you know co- from coaching language it's the same language it's just perhaps modified but you know it's about looking forward and 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 sort of um focusing on the end goal which Mm. is being happy and whole and well Mm. um, and that and sobriety and abstinence from alcohol is part of that and 
then it's looking at the steps to get there, right? So you mm. so explain the process a little bit of, of how, a co- how coaching works. Well, I think there's a few aspects in there. I think there's the mindset. So I think we can kind of look at limiting beliefs and just asking yourself that question, like what, what is sobriety or what is alcohol free? What, what, you know, really having a look at your, uh, what you don't want and what you do want, because I think those are part and parcel. So part of the process is, is just going, well, what do I want, you know, and what, and let's really have a look at it. Right. And if you're f- afraid of kind of missing out on your social life, look at the fears around it, look at those limiting beliefs and then flipping the thinking, challenging the received thinking, because we are, you know, one of the reasons why that's powerful is because we still live in a, a dominant drinking culture. So there will be lots of messages that we just assume are true. So to challenge the thinking. Um, the other ways I love is, you know, reframing through language. Choose your words. Choose the words that inspire you. Choose the words that make you feel empowered or rebellious, whatever your, whatever lights you up. Um, the other side of it, I think, is I love the tool of the Wheel of Life. And any coach will know that it's a great thing for getting an overview. But using it in a wellness way you know that money has an impact on you. So oh, if we're holistic, we're whole people, and there's all of these things that are affecting us. So we're treating, we're going through a process in a holistic way. You know, where are your stresses? Where are your triggers? Is it money? Is it timing? Is it organisation? So all of those things that will stress you out then trigger a back brain response, which then triggers that I want a drink, mm. are being managed and they are being looked at, but in a really practical way and in a bespoke way. So it's like your wheel will look different to mine because your life is different to mine. So I, I love that. And I think that that's a lovely tool because for looking at the whole person. Um, yeah. And it's, it is that, that, as we said, it's why I think it's become so prominent within kind of recovery and sobriety is that, you know, there's a lot more to stopping drinking than just putting down a drink, you know, and sustaining that because it's, it's looking at how we live day to day. And when you can break down all those things and look at all the, the ways in which that you could be challenged and looking at solutions for those challenging situations, that's going to help you move forward and, and help you stay well. So, you know, it's not about, it's, yes, therapy and and looking at the past has a place, you know, mm. and I think, you know, coaching is very clear that it's not therapy and it's not, you know, that there is a place for that. And, you know, I'm sure you've, you've had you will have clients that will come to you and you'll say, look, this isn't right for you. And that's very much what coaching is about. It's very respectful to be this, this isn't a good fit, Mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, But what it enables is people to move forward rather than consistently be stuck with old behaviors, old messages about themselves yeah yeah I mean I've got this great quote here actually and this really summed because I think coaching is about habit change there's a lot of behavior it's a behavior change um kind of intervention I guess um and and when you stop drinking when you choose to live alcohol free um and whatever it is that 
then that is you are looking at behavior change and habit change, right? And I know there's this, you know, if you're in an active addiction, if there's a chemical thing going on, then again, yeah, coaching might, I don't personally coach people who are, you know, we're talking about that, that, that sort of rock bottom rehab, that, you know, in active addiction, but on the sort of, if you catch people earlier in that gray area, that's why great, you know, that sort of, and by that we mean the earlier sort of stages of alcohol use disorder. Really yeah. good for that. And also really good in supporting people that coming out of the other end of that, where they're looking at their life, but they've got clean, etc., etc. So there's, there's bits in there. So, but so for this, it says, for our purposes, we will define habit as the intersection of knowledge, skill and desire. The being seeing change is not a process being changing seeing which in turn changes being and so forth as we move an upward spiral of growth now this i love that because i think you've got the knowledge so you're working on raising awareness mm. you have the desire so you've got to want to do it yeah so is it you know that's one of the questions we ask you know are you, are you, is your client willing to change you know are you are you up for it basically mm. shall we crack on <laughs> yeah, yeah great so it's it's a desire and so if we're looking at values and beliefs and goals, obviously there's going to be the desire there. And then you've got the um, skill, which for me, that is about the daily, daily uh, changing of your patterns, r- rinse and repeat in the early days, and then getting more skillful about your self-care, about overwhelm, about boundaries, about self-compassion. It's then all of those nitty gritty bits. So that to me is a brilliant tripod and that mm. is coaching for me and that is getting sober for me. Mm. So it's a brilliant, you just map one onto the other. It's a great process. Yeah, I found that really interesting what you just said about, um, you know, it's like, there, there is a point of, you know, uh, of alcohol dependence where you, you need to see a doctor, you need medical intervention, you need, you know, those supports of perhaps rehab or, or whatever, you know. And then we're talking about this scale of people that are, you know, in the grey area that are like, um, you know, there, there is the, the World Health Organization specifies that alcohol use disorder is split into three parts i think i said this before so it's like you've got um harmful so it means that you're drinking more than the than the regular you know the the amount mm-hmm. of units per week um and it's it's having a sort of you know having some effect but it is the beginnings i guess you know the, and then you've got hazardous which is your you're drinking more than the recommended amounts of units on a regular basis, but it's having a physical and mental effect, you know, mm. danger. So you're getting, you're having blackouts, you're having um, periods of where you've put yourself in positions which were dangerous or where, you know, or you accidents happening, etc. And then the, you know, the sort of third part is dependent drinking. Mm. So actually if you, if you're looking at statistics in the UK, I was thinking, not exactly but I think there's like 1.2 that are million that are in you know dependent drinking but if you look at the whole scale of alcohol use disorder it's about 8 million Mm. people so it's much bigger group and then I think what's really important is what you said about after that like you know after you've because it we do recover you know we very much believe this yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not just because hey perhaps you had 
you know, I've got a, a wonderful friend in America, um, you know, who said I was an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic, like I was dependently, uh, you know, addicted to alcohol. I am not anymore. Like I can come around your house and you can drink alcohol and I'm not going to be like trying to fight you for it and it's going to sneak in the, you know, there is people can become recovered. Mm. And that point is a very interesting point Mm. where if you've done all the work through those early days which I think I did and I think you did with a lot of kind of willpower and a Mm. lot of like you know head down I'm just gonna get away from this thing then you get to a point you know a year in and you don't have that kind of skill set to to maintain a sober life so it's like okay I've ran away from addiction or where I might have gone with this problem like thank fuck for that but now oh, I think I can moderate because, like, I don't know what a sober life is. And I think those are the points where coaching can be incredibly helpful because it's that, mm. you know, right, you know, you've you've done the hard work. It's, it's the early intervention to relapse, essentially, I guess. Yeah, I mean, early. Going back to moderating yeah. or, to, or, or to not having that kind of, that yeah that I want to change my life yeah and I mean this is why this is another reason why coaching really appealed to me because I was an early exiter as they call them because I kept going to given professionals and going look I think I'm really worried about my drinking I'm drinking you know x amount of units a week um I mean and again that's the thing it didn't look it was like you know maybe three bottles of wine a week but all of the mental energy that went into controlling that and my feelings around it and the shame around it and the anxiety afterwards, it was it was all consuming. And I but I couldn't really and, and I just kept giving being given permission to drink over and over again. Count your units. You're not that bad. What would you like to do? Da, 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 and talking me out of it, to be honest. And it was like that's why I felt coaching like back you know when I found Soberistas and I started thinking about it I was like there's a gap there's a gap here what is the gap and for me the gap is coaching and it's wellness and self-care and that kind of mind mindset so let's do the knowledge let's get really clear about it let's really understand what this is learn about the neuroscience learn about what's happening in your brain learn about what nutrition you need learn about what's happening to you and then let's get all of those strategies on board. Let's do the self-care. And it's like, you know, for example, I'm just flicking to another one. in my Just an old book I've got is about the sphere of influence and then what's outside of your sphere of influence. Mm. Hello, boundaries. You know, like, mm. let's look at our boundaries. Let's cut the drama. Let's look at, you know, all of this. As we look at the wheel of life and look at ourselves as whole people, we can start, like you say, to to recover if you like that word or discover Discover. or discover or or rediscover you know like what what's what's me how am I functioning underneath the kind of bits and pieces that need teasing out sometimes it's not like massive as well like you could have a look at your wheel of life and go I need a bit more fun and literally book a few date nights and you can't believe what a difference that makes your energy levels and then how you feel about work Mm. Or just, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, I think there's an element of in sober 
sobriety and in the general fields of what do we call them self-improvement or self-help that somehow you have to do a load of work and it's mm. a bit like oh really do I have to do a lot of work I mean once I'd like in my second year of sobriety actually someone I was like I don't really understand what recovery what's recovery and I kept asking people do I have to do it it's like I haven't drunk like for like ages by that point do I still need to do it and it's like well sometimes it can be really simple you don't mm. always have to be digging deep and working hard and having a look and understanding it can be kind of like a fun process so by again treating you you know that bespoke practice what lights you up if you're a real kind of sunshine glitter seeker what gives you that like move mm. move away from the shit that doesn't serve you and move towards the shit that does serve you how yeah. does that feel how does that feel do you still want a glass of wine no you feel like it a bit less amazing right let's do more of that you know it's it's about managing ourselves as people so that we don't go to our uh props and drugs of choice you know mm -hmm. that, are, that are problematic for us and so like obviously we'll talk about mm. how people can work with you if they want to in a minute but like because a lot of this we use in our day-to-day -day life right mm. I mean I'm training to be a coach too but I'm I'm sort of especially now writing a book quite far away from <laughs> one thing one thing at a time <laughs> yeah I'm more, more that point at the moment yeah. um but um that's also about managing boundaries and it's about yeah. uh planning and stuff so I'm using yeah. again because I know this stuff because I'm learning about it um I use that in my day-to-day -day life so like what sort of techniques can people um, that are listening perhaps some simple te coaching techniques that mm. they can do themselves to kind okay of so I'd say what what works for me is a simple morning intention and a simple evening reflection because I don't have time to journal um you know every day but that mm. little practice, so I think it's about having a look and finding really, really simple bits that you can put in. So more like like my I love the positive planner. I'm always bigging them up. And it's really funny, I'm always liking them on Instagram as well and putting little things on there and they really ignore me. And yet I'm their biggest fan, right? I love <laughs> so I big them up again, the positive planner. It's a yellow book and it gives you your mantra, your daily what your positive intention is your three to do's and your self-care moment that's the morning in the evening you go how was today what did I do well and what was my gratitude moment it literally takes me probably a minute in the morning and a minute at night so that really cool. frames my day that does actually because I start again with the end in mind what is my goal today and my goal's often something like okay I just need to kind of manage my boundaries like my one today was um prioritize myself actually because I've got so much going on um mm. and it was like no it's it's you can't pull from an empty cup prioritize me mm. so that will set a few intentions so I will set an intention to go for a walk in the woods at lunch I haven't got time today because I'm a busy mum we've got lots of meetings to do my yo my hot yoga but I can oh. like do uh yeah go for a walk so that really really helps I'd say yeah, and I guess that that is that coaching of like mm. because you know it's breaking it down into manageable little steps, steps. yeah okay the, 
ultimate goal is to is mm. to feel well and to be able to manage what's going on in your personal family yeah. life at the moment. And so you know that something because you've done the wheel of life, you know that something that's key for you is mm. exercise and you know having time out. But then it's like, right, okay, on a day to day, it's like, how can I manage that mm. today? And today it might not always look the same, which is why it's a bespoke kind of process. Yeah. It's like today I can't do what I normally mm. do. But I could get out, you know, for 20 minutes and have a walk. So I know that's going to yeah. help me feel better and manage the stress. I think the other thing that is good as well is to check the shoulds. It's like, so So if you're going to take lots of elements of the coaching practice and just do it in bite size, um, you know, are you shoulding all over yourself today? What can you take off the list? Mm. Is there that? The other thing is making assumptions. Like, I love the quote, I'm looking at that sort of 40-day mantra project for the summer at the moment, and I collected 40 mantras yesterday. And one of them was, I love, which is what, what you think of me is none of my business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that makes me, as a people pleaser, I go, oh, that's so uncomfortable. But there is truth to it because it's like, look, I just, I could spend an hours and hours unpicking what I think you might be thinking about me and then yes. adapting my behavior to then resolve that situation like, hello, massive infringement of personal boundaries and waste of personal energy. So for me, that's a good one because I tend to make assumptions and worry about what people think. So what you think of me literally is none of my business today, right? I'm just staying in my own lane. Amanda Grace, uh, she does a lot of stuff about that. You know, it's like what's fact and what's the story you're telling yourself about. Yeah, exactly this situation or about yourself or whatever yeah and that's another thing for me because I have a great tendency to overthink and I made a career out of overthinking and looking at the subtext when I was a journalist and looking deeper and going oh I wonder what that means let's tease this and this and this great skill for writing not a great skill for life because it's (laughs) exhausting so it's like take things on face value if you're an Mm. overthinker like enjoy a bit of surface dwelling imagine you're on the pond and enjoy a bit of surface dwelling don't worry about what's going underneath what the subtexts are who's swimming about what this might mean what that might mean take things on face value and Mm. another one sphere of influence is for me is like if there is drama coming like the storm watch the storm blow in and watch the storm blow out and check your feelings because there'll be comfort zone stuff as well. Like you immediately get drawn into drama triangles at home, at school, mm. at work. Try if you are, if you're a fixer, watch it blow in and watch it blow out again and see what happens when you don't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. like like I love those little tools of just trying to kind of shake it up a bit and try something slightly different, you know, have that inquiry. Well, um, coaching often looks at kind of personality traits and personality types as well, doesn't indeed, it? Indeed, yes, yes. So it's like, you know, that sort of greater understanding of yourself. It's like, okay, so I am a highly sensitive person or I am, you know, um, more, I don't know if you look at Gretchen Rubin's stuff, you know, you've got um, Obliger, Rebel, um, I can't remember the other two mm. now, Um but, you know, it's like, how do you react to certain situations? And then, therefore, how do you react to habits or whatever like that? Mm. And sort of unpicking that stuff can really help you to move forward. 
Um, yeah, one of I've... the um, things that, that you've just reminded me of is the DISC training, which is goes back and it's, it comes from business. It's like, because a lot of the coaching came from sports, then it was in business and then it people found it very instrumental in their lives to apply the same principles. And so um, I identified, say, for example, I'm a high I, which is lots of communication, lots of fun, lots of excitement, good in a team, not not a good leader, like, but um, great sort of um, collaborator, for example. Now, I, you tend to assume that everyone's like you, you tend to assume that people tend to assume that and gravitate towards a similar profile. So you've got D's who are like um, uh, dominant, domineering, decisive, I's who are influencers, who like to get in amongst and have a nice time. S's, much more sort of reserved. And C's who are very, very uh, detail-driven. And what that helps with is, again, is to just kind of have a look. It's almost like the power of the pause. And like, why am I not vibing with that person? It could be because they're a high D and you're a high I. And they're, they're going to be annoyed by you waffling. And you're going to be annoyed by them... Um, being all like no it really has to be like this and has to be like that so it can give you that like little insight into just going well we're, we're just ticking differently so how can we complement each other so I think that's yeah, quite the, good for resolving yeah, to the, conflict in work side, and stuff. You know, it's like we we tend to compare all the mm. time it's like why can they do that and I can't like why can they give up you know like my husband and I when we gave up smoking like you know I like read 10,000 books and was like crawling around, like crying, like, don't take it away. Like it's my identity and I am a smoker. And, uh. <laughs> and he was just like, when are we quitting? Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. right? And he quit and he didn't yeah. smoke again. And it was just like, but, and, and again, he drinks and I don't, you know, and there's differences. Be, and, I, you know, I spent years going, but, you know, I'm with him and we are complicit and we are the same and therefore mm. I should drink like he drinks and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But we're totally not. And if you did personality, any kind of personality behavioral stuff on us to be like, mm. you know, he's that and I'm this and it's mm. quite clear and we're great. Thank goodness. We're a very good match together, but we're completely different, mm. you know. And so that whole kind of like comparing our, was it comparing our, other people's outsides with our insides it's like it's not it's not healthy practice yeah, and that. so coaching can help you really understand mm. that help the you Gretchen in group. your insides yeah and realize that other people's outsides are a f- you know yeah there's a boundary there yeah yeah and Gretchen Rubin's ones there's four it's the obliger rebel upholder and questioner just mm. so um, and I found that book really interesting. And all that stuff comes from that place of inquiry, which is essentially what coaching is, right? It's like, yeah, right, I think, I'm, again, where? yeah, essentially coaching at its heart is a conversation which empowers the client. It's like holding space and, and, and an inquiry to raise awareness. And then that erased awareness means that 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 person has greater tools and skill to practice the things that work. So that works brilliantly again with 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 sobriety and with getting to grips with our you know our one precious fabulous challenging life that constantly throws things. You know we're meant to grow, we're meant to thrive. We're not just meant to stay stuck. We don't know it all. So that kind of 
reassessing our goals, uh, Mm. you know, because our reality shift as well from, you know, something that comes into the forefront might not be important, you know, so this is like a constant, it is an ongoing inquiry. And I think Mm. once you get used to asking those questions um, and making that a practice, you know, what is my intention? What is, how do I reflect on that building in that simple process for yourself? I think it pays massive dividends, actually, just a simple thing like that. I was going to say as well, this is a bit of science, what I love as well, um, because we very much follow, there's lots of different aspects to it, but essentially the goal-setting process follows grow, and there's different, you know, uh, goal reality options and way forward. And what's very interesting about that is the kind of um, what's going on in the brain as you work yeah. through those, because goals, you that is your time to dream, to vision board, to throw it wide open. Goal is not like, oh, I'm going to, you know, necessarily get all of that all at once, the pony in the house and the all of that, it may be. So let's just dream big. Let's just say what our 10 out of 10 is. And that is like massive expanse. It's just your, your creative space. Then when you go to reality phase, you look at where am I? Where have I been? Where or how far have I got to go? What support have I got? What do I need? What's, what are my challenges? And what you do is you then engage the other side of your brain. And I can't remember whether it's left or right. And you mm. focus right down, right? So then you click in that. And then the next part of the process, you open it up again, engage the other side of the brain to go, what are my options? What will I do? What will I never do? What if I had mm. a magic wand? What, what, you know, like literally ask yourself the craziest questions and the things that you would never do. And then the last part is you rank and you filter and go, okay, what am I going to do? What's really going to, what's the low hanging fruit? What's the easy wins? What can I do this week? So your brain will have a massive workout. If you do a coaching for an hour, you're going to, your brain's going to have such a big workout because you'll have gone, wow, left brain, right brain, left brain, right brain, you know, and it's a wicked process. And that is, again, going back to someone that, that has had any sort of addiction or dependence or any kind of uh, disordered use with something is actually massively powerful in terms of helping you to stay sober. Because once you're, you know, it's yeah. the same as somatic processes, yeah. isn't it? Crossing over, touching yourself and tapping mm. from one to the other is helping you reconnect yeah. those. Recalibrate the brain. Yeah. Are, have been like damaged by whether you're, you know, zoning out to sex or drugs or alcohol or whatever, mm. you know, whatever you've been doing that's disordered, uh, you've been damaging those processes in your brain. Yeah. So, so that's another so what, good, that's another a way that it fits as a process that I think we're only just starting to kind of really realise, because it is an emerging field, I'd say. Mm. Like, there's more of us doing it, but it's not been academically analysed yet, um, so you've you've got a lot of anecdotal. We have got um, I know some uh, University of Southampton I think is now looking to measure alternative recovery. They're still using old languages and old paradigms, different mm. strategies like online forums, like coaching. So it is an emerging field, but one ac- uh, anecdotally, which is which is being massively um, beneficial to people. And I'll be yeah, really excited when the science like catches up, you know, when we've got the stats yeah. and the science catches up, that'll be really nice. And that that obviously happens later, I guess. We've got it with the science yeah. of happiness. That crosses over a lot of those. And now they have measured those wellbeing practices and got stats for them. If, if science is 
important, which I, I like like all of that. I like knowing on a scientific basis why meditation has been around for millions of years. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, that's hot. um and I think that's like you know as much as like this is our podcast and you know I don't I absolutely have no problem in in promoting our professional lives Mm. um but it's also you know people don't necessarily know what the coaching process is and Mm. from a from our the reason and the, the the reason why we set up this podcast in the first place is to help people to get better and you know and we me constantly I my ethos is to share whatever from whoever yeah. if it might help someone yeah. even if it's 100%. not necessarily something that I would do my myself you know like if you go to meetings 12 step that's your jam and that that helps you that's wicked you know and I any conversation which I I find or I listen to or anyone in the world that's doing something that that kind of lights something in my head and I go all oh, right that might be useful to someone then we share it and you know and that's why like for for me I knew nothing about coaching mm. before I got sober like it didn't you know and and the the self exploration that I've done and what I'm learning and then when yeah you start sort of overlapping it onto science and and the body and stuff you're like okay this, mm. this has a place in the conversation it, yeah it really does it isn't just a kind of flash in the pan I, it's a very important intervention and yeah I mean I'm delighted I'm delighted to, to have found She Recovers through you mm-hmm. and I'm about to send off my thing for my She Recovers designation I did my paperwork yesterday oh well done I was like I'm just gonna do it and um so yeah, um, what was I going to say? I've forgotten what so what, does that, what does that involvement mean for you, you know, in terms of... Well, it's other people speaking, because, again, when I was looking into this, like, a few years back, it, it there wasn't really... It wasn't happening. I couldn't find... I didn't even know what to call it. Mm. And if any recovery coaching was very much sort of the um, traditional, you know, the 12-step kind of route at that point. So I, I just didn't find a fit, which is why I did a... Um, just did a, I decided to do a diploma in life coaching and study the science of happiness and see how, what I could put together myself and then found she recovers and it's lovely to do the designation because it it just crosses over with those core values um in terms of it being trauma-informed um bespoke a patchwork um yeah and and this and this self-inquiry and this and and it and it sort of validates that process because that that's the you know the coaching problem that in the states I mean they've got like how many two hundred and fifty thousand members or something and then and and you know Dawn Mama Dawn you know hugely seasoned and so has such a lot of experience such a wealth of knowledge I love and it's like it comes from our core values you know like about sharing about collaboration together we're stronger you know we do the podcast we share everything we can we share don't we and that and that again that sort of sense of possibility and expansiveness and not hiding away anonymously and really Mm. and then and the last bit of that is once we are at a certain place we can recover out loud or discover out loud or rediscover out loud but like that sharing that that kind of going yeah you know I'm here and this is what's helped me and sharing it with other people so all of that those core values really really fitted with me and just reminded me I guess how coaching fits in that process and its place 
Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It, I so, think it mostly it mostly gave me confidence actually. I think yeah. it probably just affirmed everything for me um in in terms of that, yeah. yeah. And so if um what's the first process? So if someone wants to do coaching, then what what do they what do they do? What, do they what generally or with me? No. What's your what's your process? Um, so. Yeah, so Love's Love Sober site, there's the coaching page. So you go to the lovesober.com and the contact details are there. Um, and you can just email me, kate at lovesober.com. And then we can just have a chat. We'll do we do an intake session which is uh, which I don't charge for. And in that we just see if we're a good fit and see what what areas that you wanna you want to coach on and then come up with a plan. Um, what I do is I work sort of up to an hourly session, uh, usually 45 minutes to an hour, and that's phone or Skype. Um, and I also, because we've got our 30 day, um, the kickstart, I'm not the kickstart, the essential toolkit. Yeah. The reason why I wrote that is to put together a package of all the things and all the tools and all the resources that really helped me so that I didn't get into too much mentoring in coaching sessions because I wanted to keep them very clean and very much on the client's agenda and very, yeah. very clear to the coaching process. So what I do is run that alongside and uh, if you work with me, then you get that free and you can work through it at your own pace and you pick up loads of tools, loads of resources, but then you, you work in your sessions just on your stuff 100%. And that's right. how it works. Okay, well, I think we've run out of time. So, um, so yeah, if you are interested, then um, drop Kate a line. And, um, yeah, you can have a chat and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, and, yeah, I mean, read around about it. Like, it's fascinating. And I, I mm. do just feel like my – I think I wrote something about this the other day. It's just like the more that kind of um, idea of the marble jar, like the more that you put in – you know, the less space there is for shame and for questions mm. and for, you know, potential kind of going back to drinking because you're filling up your life with all this kind of fabulous, interesting yeah. information. Yeah, definitely. You That's know, sort of crowding out. Well, I know crowding out is is um, is not a very nice way of putting it, but the filling mm. up and the nourishing in and putting stuff in. Yeah, it's definitely, isn't it? It's um, and it's it makes sense. It's like you know you can't pour from a, an empty cup. Yeah, um, and and it and it feels that that thing of just like you know your life becomes so full mm, that there is no place. There's no for room for it. I mean, and I know that's definitely what I think. That's why that that process of confidence building the upward spiral when you start to meet your your goals and then you get more confidence to try things. Um, and put things in and then that gives you confidence to talk to other people and connect with other people and yeah. then oh my goodness then you've got a sober community and then you're going out and like you're hanging out with people who don't drink and you're like well I haven't got I haven't even got time for that like yeah. that that doesn't I don't need it for anything and it is it's no. getting those those needs met um yeah. which again yeah you know we're whole we're holistic beings and we need a holistic approach to our wellness discovery recovery you know and sobriety yeah um, yeah thank you thank you for um thank you for giving me some space to talk about it because actually um 
it's lovely to be able to reflect on it and go, ah, oh, you know, take that moment and go, well done, dude, <laughs> to myself, yeah. back, patting myself on the back. Well done, you know. You that's one me. other thing, because I know you're going to ask me a tip of the day, aren't you now? Because I, I, I actually do the podcast with you. I feel like a guest. Um, but that, <laughs> that tip of the day to write down three things that you did well that day and what quality that displays about you. That I come back to that all the time because we just charge through our days without acknowledging just the effort that we put in. And so, you know, my I got my daughter to school on time. Right. You know, it could be that. So that shows I'm responsible. Yeah. Mm. I, I take that for granted. But I'm responsible. I'm resourceful. I got up. I was organised. What else? I'm going to go for to the woods at lunchtime. So I, I did something for my self-care, which shows that I'm my personal growth and my check-in is doing okay. Yeah, and I've looked after myself today. So my nurturing skills are cracking on and I feel proud of that. You know, and it's that I just got dinner on the table. That shows that I am organised. You know, just it can be as so simple as that. So tell me, it's three things that you did. You've done. And what quality, and the key is what quality that displays about you. So it's not just, oh, I went for a run. Well, what does that say? Yeah. That says that I am disciplined and I'm taking my health for, uh, seriously, I care enough about myself that I've gone for that run, yeah? And that is really like, I see you. Like, it's not just what I've done. It's like, I see you. I see your effort. I see what you've done. And because we often don't get that. And, yeah. you know, it's like Claire Pooley was saying, wasn't she? You get that in the early days of sobriety. Everyone goes, woohoo, 100 days, that's awesome. And then you uh, gradually it sort of goes. So that really seeing yeah. your effort is, is a, a bit of a power tool. So, yeah, that would be my tip of the day. Good. My, I, forgot, I completely forgot about tip of the day, to be honest. <laughs> tip of the day is to remember the tip of the day. Uh, my tip of the day. <laughs> My tip of the day is to stay hydrated because uh, it is very hot today over here and I'm really dehydrated and I never knew how little I, water I drank when I drank alcohol. Like I drank just, I basically drank coffee and tea and wine, red wine. Like, And so quite often when people are triggered, it's because they're actually really thirsty. Mm. And so just remember to hydrate and I think that really comes up in the summer because people are like oh it's the summer it's hot oh my goodness like trigger mm. wow, wow, wow beer garden help mm. me and it's like go and drink a pint of water and just it will pass you know mm. it's like so there we go yes reason to love sober reason to love sober mm. just the no, what's my reason to love sober? The ability to, uh, I think I've said this quite a lot recently, is there's that kind of resilience of, um, I'm finding that, you know, who knew that, like, you know, during all of the stuff going on with, with schooling and diagnoses and all the rest of it, diagnoses, <laughs> is that a word? My noses and my toesies. Um, who would have thought that I would actually still manage to pass my diploma? And who would have thought this week I'd managed to crack on with my shoe regardless designation and then collect 40 mantras I was just like well I don't know I just sort of crack on with things because I'm just like I'm not hampered by yeah. so many so much overthinking and so much and, and hangovers and shame so like I'm just lighter I'm carrying a lighter load which means I just kind of 
I seem to just crack on anyway, and I love that. I love that kind of... I don't know what the word is. It's just like, you know, I'm at, I managed to crack on. My crack on a bullness. <laughs> yeah, you put me to shame. I'm like, yeah, I've like basically not done anything. I've like procrastinated. Yeah, but you needed a shiatsu massage. Yeah, like... I, I, <laughs> You're being self-care queen. No, I got, I, I got you. I got a wax. You know. <laughs> no. Thing is, right? I think there's times in your life when you hit those spots, and I think another secret is to just love them and appreciate them and lap them up, and you know, look for those sunny spots because some then something happens, and you need to call on all that resilience, and and that's just that's just life, dude, isn't it? It's just yes, yeah. and so enjoy I've done, I've done it. Enjoy your wax. You have done your time. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do feel, I mean, it, yeah. well, we really need to wrap up. We but do. there is we that, that I think people do feel like um, if you're not in a, a trauma state, like you're not working. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like there's a lot of kind of like, a, a poly, I certainly feel a lot of apologeticness mm. of like, like, oh, gosh, you know, like. Um, oh, that just reminded me when I was with your son and I said, <laughs> Oh God, go on. I said, I know, but I said, I said, oh goodness me, golly gosh, or something like that. And he was like, I cannot believe you just said that. That's so lame. And it, I just wet myself laughing. I was like, how have I become the person that says like, I was like, and then I was trying to defend myself. Like I used to be like, I was like, well, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, like start quoting hip hop and stuff. And he was just like, no, you lost, you lost me at golly gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love golly gosh. <laughs> anyway. But no, and, and then, but well, well, you just said, I'll just say something quickly. I don't know if, if we mentioned it earlier or just when we were having the chat that in the same way that sometimes I went to professionals with the asking permission to stop drinking and was given permission to carry on. Another reason why I love coaching is it's about, it's very positive and forward processing, right? And so I think a lot of the time we sometimes in, in, we're in self-development in sober forums, have I already said this already, that we go with a permission, we look for permission to be okay and we get permission to kind of actually, well, you better do a bit more work on yourself and I just think that that is that needs a little look at and a little challenge because actually maybe it sometimes is about just giving yourself permission to recognize your achievement and grab that bit of sunshine and be okay. You're allowed well, to be okay. You're allowed to not be. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's where mindfulness comes in. And yeah. and again it's like that you know it's like right rather than all that what's happened before what's happened mm. you know uh, all that stuff. Yeah. It's like what what let's just look be at today. Now be you know thankful for the things that are working today Um, yeah that's probably the best process and the best and maybe and maybe this is your time now maybe this is just your time and there's a beautiful poem by Rumi um that said something about something along those lines of my my child this is your time step into the sunshine or something stop breaking your own heart like Mm. have your time and I love that it's like oh someone just gave me permission to play in the sunshine yeah, or maybe that's all I wanted to do for a bit, you know, like those those lovely bits, you know. I don't know. Yeah. That's my my deep thought to end on. Yeah. We've nearly gone over an hour. Tell that. <laughs> I now it now it's about me. That's all right, isn't it? Well, I'm happy to go over half an hour when it's me. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Right, let's wrap up. So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, um, Alcohol Change has lots of agencies of local support. If you're in the UK, uh, reach out online, uh, lots of online communities, Facebook groups. You know them now. We mention them every week, but, you know, just keep looking, keep reaching out, get in touch, etc., etc. And stay safe and have a good week. And we look forward to next week to having more chat. Bye. Bye.